friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone is having an absolutely terrific, blessed day today, as always. Hope you guys have a fun weekend lined up with friends and family, and be sure to check out the website over the weekend with some different specials we're going to be throwing up there on the uh, site over the weekend at healthmasters.com. And also be sure to check out the Natto Canise on sale for product of the week. You voted for it. It won. And also vote for what you want to see win next week on the competition. Every single week, you guys know, we let you vote. Whatever wins, wins and goes on sale every Wednesday. So be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. And uh, somebody sent me a video this morning. I had to verify it first because I want to make sure it was actually legit. And it was. And I had thought that Fauci had pretty much gone into his um, – you know, hole, you know, his cockroach hole, and I thought he was done now, and apparently he's not. He's still running around doing interviews and doing speeches. I mean, this guy, I mean, he just absolutely loves to hear himself talk. And, uh, you know, clearly we've seen the level of corruption involving him and the NIH and the gain-of-function research, and the whole list goes on. You guys already know about it. We've talked about it in detail before. Most interesting about this is that he does another segment. This was like five days ago, four or five days ago, and uh, he was at a, he's doing a speech and at the James Madison University with Jim Acosta and blatantly says, he goes, well, we have to understand that there is absolutely going to be another outbreak of another pandemic. It could be next year. It could be in your great-grandchildren's lifetime, but there absolutely is going to be another pandemic. Now, what's interesting about this is is how he used such far um, analysis or an analogy as far as what he was going to think of the timeline, whether it was going to be next year or in your great-grandchildren's lifetime. Now, obviously, those two dates would theoretically be significantly different and way apart. But it's ironic, he said, next year, almost like he already knows what's getting poised to be set up for the 2024-2025 section. As we know, Bill Gates worked on another, essentially, war game plan, the same thing as they did with the Event 201, and uh, went in and did a upper respiratory virus that was going to be running rampant through the United States, and essentially it was going to be unbelievably deadly to young children by 2025, and had to figure out what to do and how to handle it, kind of like exactly what they did right before COVID. So ironically enough, this is why I've said repeatedly, keep your kids strong, keep their lungs strong, keep their immune system strong, and by all means, make sure you're encouraging your friends and family to stay away from allowing children or loved ones or grandchildren or friends' kids to get this COVID shot, much less any of these shots that are out on the market. You guys already know my stance on it, and a lot of the adjuvants, including the aluminum, the polysorbate 80, the MSG, the aborted fetal tissue that is rampant in almost all the shots – just something to be aware of, but I think – again, I've told you guys this. My opinion and other scientific opinions on the topic that are very educated in the field have said that this injection, this RNA gene therapy injection is going to cause massive, massive immune issues in these young children considering what we've already seen in adults 
and then amplifying this on a younger scale with children that do not have a developed immune system or any type of developed reproductive systems yet in these young children, the effects are going to be horrific in most opinions that are educated on this topic. So just something, encourage your friends and family every day to ask questions about this shot and do not just let people blindly go into it without at least giving them the information because, of course, when you get bobblehead Fauci and he starts running his mouth, regardless of what he does, we already know he's neck deep in everything when it came to this this pandemic, which means he's probably going to be neck deep in the next one. He just won't have as much face time on television, which I'm sure he'll be sad about that. <laughs> also, too, in other news, this is interesting. His devs talked about it. We talked about it the other day about Antarctica. Ironically enough, I saw an article now and, you know, the constant fear-mongering with the climate change group and how everybody needs to start paying in trillions of dollars to a global government to help fight climate change and the rhetoric and propaganda they keep telling everyone, the only way this is going to work is if everybody only drives EV vehicles a few times a week and lives in a 15-minute city and you pay all of your money in taxes to help fight climate change, then we can prevent the whole world from dying. Well, ironically, this the scientists are struggling to understand why Antarctica hasn't warmed for over 70 years despite alleged rise in CO2. They've gone on to say here that the continent of Antarctica has shown net warming from the last seven decades, zero net warming, net zero warming, and almost certainly much longer. The lack of warning, warming over a significant portion undermines the unproven hypothesis that the carbon dioxide humans add to the atmosphere is the main determinant of the global climate. Under settled science requirements, the scientific debate over the inconvenient Antarctica data is a necessity being conducted well away from the prying eyes of the mainstream media, promoting the net zero political agenda. The Guardian recently topped up readers' alarm levels with notion that unimaginable amounts of water are going to flow to the oceans and the, the tides are going to rise and everything on the coastal layers is going to be completely underwater because everything's heating up within the next five to ten years. Well, ironically enough, this must be very difficult to prove or to try to encourage uh, all the primary individuals who are involved on the global elite because, as we know, Pelosi and Biden and Obama and all the clowns that constantly tell us this continually buy multi-multi 10, 20, 30 million dollar compounds right on the ocean. So I'm not sure how that works unless they're just planning on moving out of those houses in the next couple of years. I don't know. But, of course, we know majority of this is complete and total propaganda. In 2021, the South Pole had its coldest six-month winter since records began in 1957, a fact largely ignored in the mainstream media. Yet they're continually telling us that everything's melting and everything's you know, basically starting to go away because we breathe too much air. And the cows burp too much. Now everybody needs to start eating you know, plant-based meat or fake meat and eat crickets. If you do all that, we'll be able to save the planet. It's all, again, one giant lie in order to bring back the feudal system style of living where they want to have the complete and total upper elite be able to do everything they want and live in opulence and splendor and fly, or fly around in their G750s, G700s. I don't know which one Gulfstream's up to now yet. I think it's the 750 they have now. Massive, I mean, incredible planes. They want to fly around in these $80, $100 million jets everywhere, live in these massive compounds and have 10 or 12 of them all around the world while everybody else lives in 300-square-foot apartments in 15-minute cities and eats crickets and fake meat. That, If that's not the definition of a new world feudal system just like it was in the medieval times, that's you can't get much clear-cut example in that. And Hunger Games films 
depicted that in great detail on exactly what the platform and the protocol was with the United Nations and the World Economic Forum. That's why you even have the individuals that are running around in there, the peacekeepers, they call them, <laughs> ironically enough. They're running around in full body armor, these full white suits everywhere, running around in MRAPs, terrorizing everyone, and everybody's been disarmed in all the districts. That's the overall platform and template that they're pushing for, which is another reason why I have repeatedly said the firearms are a line in the sand that I have repeatedly told you I will never compromise on, and I continue to encourage everyone the same because – once you give up those firearms, once you register those firearms, once you go in and say, You're, you know better than I do, it's for my safety. Here's my AR. Here's my revolver. Here's my shotgun. Come and protect me now. You will be at the mercy of whoever wants to rob you, kill you, steal you, or do whatever they want to do, as we have seen in every single country that's gone tyrannical and disarmed their residents. This happens every single time. So again, I encourage one another, make sure you're staying strong and staying educated on everything. Keep your immune system strong as well for whatever else is going to be around the corner in the next year or two, according to Fauci, and continue to encourage your friends to do the same. What do you think, Tim? We need to always remember that Trump appointed Fauci. Don't forget that. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> just, just another flag in his hat. Uh, you know, also, uh, happy Good Friday to everybody today. This is the uh, day that Christians celebrate when Jesus was crucified, and uh, it's a holy day. And so you guys have a blessed day. And just remember that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us for what he did on that cross is unprecedented in the annals of human history. And what God did for us by changing everything because of the cross, and because of what he did with Christ, and because of what he did with the shedding of the blood from an omnipresent being. It's a big deal. It's the biggest deal that ever happened in human history. It really is a big deal. And without that, we have no hope in Christ. And now we have the mag sacrilegious mag mockery of Christ. And we have, you know, Donald Trump, you know, videos of him and your pictures of him, you know, holding Jesus like they're both being, you know, crucified. And, you know, this is an article today. It's interesting. It's from uh, Restoring America. And it says Christians worldwide entered into the Holy Week on Sunday, known across Christian denominations as Palm Sunday. The holiday commemorates Jesus' arrival on a donkey in the city of Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover during which he was arrested by the Jewish authorities for blasphemy and crucified by the Romans for treason. He chose his faith freely because his sacrifice would eternally atone for the sins of man because his resurrection would fling open the gates of heaven for all, raising human consciousness to previously unimaginable heights and forever altering the course of history. Approximately 2,000 years later, former President Donald Trump landed his gold-plated Boeing 747 in New York City. We pleaded not guilty to – I don't think he has a 747, but that's, that's, that would have been Air Force One, where he pleaded not guilty to 34 felony charges related to hush money payment to a porn star outside of the courthouse, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has lamentably become the face of the Republican 118th Congress, joined a mob of diehard supporters as the ex-president in Manhattan to protest what they consider a political prosecution. Wow. Trump is joining some of the most incredible people in history being arrested today. Nelson Mandela and Jesus, and Jesus was arrested and murdered. Uh, you know, this is just blasphemy to me. You know, Donald Trump is not being sacrificed for the sins of the world and for creation for all time. Donald Trump liked his porn star, and he paid her off. There you go. And now he's being busted for it. Now, whether that should be arrested for that with all the crimes that go on in New York, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's just one of those ridiculous things that is part of the new cycle in the circus clown show. 
but I'm not, I'm not going to basically, you know, put him into this martyrdom category. I'm just not going to do it. It's nonsense. It's complete and total nonsense how we're basically looking at this. Now, as far as this weather warfare that we have going on and the water and the drought that we have in Florida, one of the hottest springs on record in Florida, it's hot already. And what's interesting about that is, remember, we're in a severe drought here in Florida. Florida is one of the largest vegetable states, as does California is one of the largest vegetable states. And California is basically flooded out. Florida is basically dried out. And uh, it's a problem. And, uh, you know, so, again, it's dealing with weather warfare for food production. Because when they take and dump all that water in one part of the country, there's only so much water in the atmosphere. And it can't be everywhere at once. God set it up as a restorable product, a renewable product that basically you get the rain, you get the heat, it comes back down, it washes the ocean, it evaporates, it comes up, you get the distilled water going up, and it evaporates, it rolls back down again from the sky, it's rain, and it's a, it's a recycling, you know, greenhouse is what we have here on this planet. And, you know, we see now that, you know, they're lying again, of course, by the CO2 levels because they're saying Antarctica is colder than ever. Maybe there are certain temperatures required down there to maintain certain types of entities and certain types of prisons and dungeons. Just thought I'd mention that, buried in ice. But I'm not going there until we do angel wars. But the reality is, you know, we're basically being lied to on every level at all the time about everything, and it's sad. And as far as the guns and the, you know, the weapons and giving up our Second Amendment rights, you know, a lot of people like Phil Schneider. I don't know how much he said was true. All I know is he was faced. I believe he was suicided. My opinion, the way they found him, they said it was natural death. I don't believe that at all. So it's one of those deals that people need to understand. So Phil Schneider is, you know, gone. He's dead now. But he did say that these entities or whatever they are, they can succumb to a pistol or to a gun. And I think that's true. And I think it's so very, very, very true. And so people need to realize that, you know, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can, but we need to be able to have the ability to defend ourselves. For some reason, these entities don't want us armed. For some reason, the global governance and Klaus Schwab and the rest of them don't want us armed, which is ironic to me because in Switzerland, everybody gets trained with machine guns and everybody has to serve in the military. So it's, it's an interesting experience with all of this stuff. So guys, always remember that we can, we can bring honor and glory to God in all that we do and do the best we can, can to do that. Super, super important. By the way, we talked about this yesterday, and now they're talking about the stabbing of the cash app creator, rises alarm, and claims the lawlessness of San Francisco – the fury erupted within hours as word spread that a 43-year-old man who had been stabbed to death this week in enclave of high-rise condominiums near the Bayport Bridge was Bob Lee. The leaders of Lawless in San Francisco had Mr. Lee's literal blood on their hands. Mac Octo, a tech entrepreneur and venture capitalist, basically said, I hate what San Francisco has become. Michael Harrington, the founder of Industry Bug, says that you know this is a nightmare. Violent crime in San Francisco is horrific. Elon Musk, the chief executive of Twitter, and Tesla claims. And, you know, this is sad, too, because I went to San Francisco for the first time, like, in 1981, 1982, and it was one of the most beautiful cities in the world, and it's not anymore, because these Democrats that come in, these communists that come in and run the place, do everything they possibly can to destroy it as much as possible, and so much of the drug culture is prevalent today. Now, let me say something to you real quick about this. They're saying that China is the reason we have drugs in the United States. Okay, now, let's stop for one second. Lara Loga had an interesting interview. I'm going to read you part of it. I'm going to tell you where I disagree with her. She says all of these drugs coming in and these illegal immigrants coming in are from China. She says the Chinese government has to be behind this because they control their own border and their own people extremely thoroughly, which makes no sense why she would say that they're doing this to the United States. She says the Chinese triads have been working with and intermarrying with the Mexican drug cartels for decades. I don't know if that's true or not. They have taught them how to make fentanyl and oxycodone. 
That's probably true. Laura says the Mexican drug cartels have become the most powerful transnational criminal organizations in the world. I don't believe that. I believe they're being completely controlled through the international banking cartels and through the banking system to which they have to deposit their money. And she says that they control over 90% of the trade in illegal drugs in every street gang in every city on the planet. I don't believe that. I believe that's part of what we have with the interlocking connection between the CIA, the drug cartels, and the different mafiosa groups that work together in concert to basically bring drugs to the streets of the people in the world. Okay, you got the Jewish mafia, the Italian mafia, the Russian mafia, the Mexican drug cartel mafia, the Japanese mafia. All these different mafiosa groups work together, and they work with the CIA to control the distribution of drugs. If you watch the movie Sicario, it talks about this in the end of the movie when they're going into one of the tunnels, and they say they're going to use the drugs anyhow. We might as well profit from it and control it. So we've got a situation here where you know people are coming in and saying it's the Sonola cartel members that are doing everything. She goes, every she goes, everyone in the power in the United States, United States knows what I know and more. Yet this administration opened the southern border to these cartels and to their allies in China. Now I do believe the southern cartels and the borders were opened to basically the drug trafficking to allow more and more and more drugs to come into the United States. But here's the question I ask you. This is not a rhetorical question. This is a real question. If we know the CIA is bringing drugs in on C-130 transport planes through a thousand lily pad bases all over the world and bringing them into different Air Force bases and having them distributed right now, and it's been, it's been happening since the 50s and the 60s when they spoke to Chiang Kai-shek you know, about how he was keeping a million-man standing army, and he said he was selling opium to the masses, and the CIA started running black operations. Is this more obfuscation when they tell us this? to basically take a percentage of those drugs that are coming across to basically make us think that it's all coming across from the southern border. That's what I think it is. I think the CIA is still running the majority of it into the United States. And then he goes, she goes on to say that we've weakened our own defenses, and here's where I agree with her. We've weakened our own defenses, and we are longstanding relationships between the cartels and the Chinese. We know that DEA, the cartels, have proliferated and have put people all across the country. That's true. We see signs of unrestricted warfare and unconventional warfare rising across, all across this country, and we know our military is posting videos of soldiers wearing high heels talking about diversity, which is I don't have any words for the intentional weakening of our defenses. And she's correct. The military in the United States is woefully inadequate right now for starting a war, an international war. The, the, amount of, the amount of weapons trafficking that we have now going through the Ukraine, which I believe there's a conflict going on. I told you that. But it's not the scope, the scope of what they've told us. I believe a lot of the videos that we are seeing are from the shelling of the Donbass area for the last six, seven years, eight years. It's 2014. And we're seeing those videos as if they're happening right now. I don't believe they are. I really don't. I believe there's stuff going on over there. But I believe the vast majority of all of these weapons, the amount of the trillions of dollars in weapons or hundreds of billions or whatever it's up to now that the whole world has given to the Ukraine could have fought many wars. How do we know these weapons aren't being distributed through all these different countries around the world to create so much conflict, so much chaos, they can usher in their new world order? How do we know that these weapons are not the primary reason as far as the trafficking of these weapons to all these different countries in Africa, in South America, in Mexico? And even into the United States, we saw that with Operation Fast and Furious to create huge problems around the world as far as civil wars so they can come in with their one world government. So we need to really, really think about all of this stuff and who these people are and what they're doing. By the way, Tesla has done it again. They've lowered vehicle prices for the fifth time since January for lack of, the, for lack of demand. And quite frankly, uh, I can believe that because quite 
frankly, do you really want to drive around in a golf cart that has to be recharged all the time? You've got to sit at a gas station for hours upon hours if you can find a place to plug it in. I don't want to do that. It's nonsense. My favorite picture was the picture of the Tesla or whatever it was, some kind of hybrid car with a generator plugged into it and running on the side of the road trying to recharge the batteries. I mean, this is insanity. This is the stupidest technology I've ever seen. Woefully inadequate. Now they're saying about putting charging stations underneath the asphalt so that the charging stations can continually charge the cars that are driving across the grid. Do you realize how much money that's going to cost? We start tearing up roads and putting down, you know, asphalt charging stations that will continually charge a car. You know, none of this stuff's even necessary. Tesla developed technology over 100 years ago that would allow these cars to charge and run just on the energy created from the magnetic sphere, the magnetic world that we live in this we, i don't i guess you really wouldn't call it a planet you call it more of a realm i guess it's more and more and more i start studying it but we start understanding this that we have a situation that they're lying to us continually and paul craig roberts came out with an excellent article today i'm gonna read this part of this to you and i and i've talked about it, part of this repeatedly on the show and he, but he i like the way he phrases some of it he goes destruction of the american male the backbone and principal resource of every country is the male heterosexual population. Now, women are going to get unbelievably angry when I say that, that are liberal feminists. But I'm going to say it again, and I'll tell you, explain to you what, what he means by that. The backbone and principal resource of every country is the male heterosexual population. Without them, there is no country. There are no births that take the place of deaths. Men have the temperament and strength to fight and to lead. They protect women and children and property and borders. They lead families, communities, businesses, and governments. That has always been their role throughout history, when men become effeminate, the society collapses. In America, this indispensable resource is being destroyed. It begins with boys, which means they never become men. This is what the transgender group is doing. This is what they're doing with the clot shot to stop the boys from producing testosterone from their testicles to prevent them from going into puberty. I'm telling you that's what they're doing. He goes on to say, I remember when boys were trained for leadership. They received more discipline or given more independence than girls who were trained for nurturing and for motherhood. The role of the sexes were as distinct as the sexes. There was no such thing as a girl who wanted to be a boy or a boy who wanted to be a girl. Transgenderism is an inversion of a sick, dying society. He's right. Transgenderism is the inversion and the invention of a sick, dying society. Now we have another transgender that basically has had been arrested out in Colorado who basically put another manifesto together, another 19-year-old guy trying to be a girl, wanting to go out and kill a bunch more people. You know, just, it's insanity. Everything related to becoming a man has been banned. School playground fights today is an excuse to call the police and arrest children are part of, were part of growing up. Sports were where you develop confidence as you learn to catch a high fly or field a grounder or throw a strike or hit a single or home run. Boys were encouraged. They had their own space, sandlot teams, little league, boy scouts. They had their high school jobs, newspaper routes, bagging groceries, cutting lawns, washing cars. Girls developed cooking skills, sewing skills, artistic skills, chaste demeanor. None of this meant that women were barred from professional lives. They were authors, registered nurses, accountants, paralegals, teachers, scientists, and scholars. The destruction of male began with feminism. This is the Frankfurt School that we've talked about. This is cultural Marxism he's referring to. The feminists were the first transgender advocates. They insisted on no difference in the role of men and women. Women could fight in the trenches with men. You know, women could get in a boxing ring with a man. This is so stupid. Stupid, gosh, they say stuff like that. It was the feminist insistence that the male role was better than the feminine's role and that women assume male roles and male sexual promiscuity combined with their attacks on men as misogynists. They destroyed the role of men in society. All of a sudden, it's not all right for boys to have their spaces. Boy Scouts had to have girls. 
Little League teams had to have girls. Think about that for a second. Parents felt they had to support the girl players. Effusive praise would allow a girl catching a high fly, fielding a ground, or getting a hit. But as these things the boys were expected to successfully do, they didn't get the praise. And it went on from there. As diversity and multiculturalism progressed in America, it was less safe for girls to be independent as a home for boys. The equality on which feminists insisted meant that the independence of boys had to be curtailed. Today's American parents allow their male children the independence by my generation had that are arrested for child endangerment. In other words, when I was a kid, we used to, have, we used to play sandlot football. We did. We used to, ask, you know, we used to go out and just, just, I mean, it was rough. No pads, no helmets, nothing. I remember one time I got tackled and I landed on a rock. And, man, I still got the scar on my arm. I had blood everywhere. I cut a hole in my arm right down to the bone. And I thought to myself, that's nice. I wrapped it up with a rag and kept playing sandlot football. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just what you do as a boy, as a male, being raised back in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. You didn't allow yourself becoming feminized. You went to the gym. You worked out. I'll never forget. I went to a place called uh, Jerry and B's Health Club. And I was, I was actually a personal trainer there. I actually ran the place. I was a manager, assistant manager. And what was interesting about it is that there were groups. It was all men. There were no women allowed in the men's rooms to work out with the men. It was all men working out. We were there for only one reason, to train hard. And we learned from older men the proper way to act, the proper way to go, the proper way to think, the proper way to train. And we became men because we had male mentorship. You think, well, that sounds kind of weird because you'd have a bunch of girls running around in thongs working out. No, we did not. It was about working out and being training with super successful business guys and learning the right way to live and how to think. It was wonderful. It was a big teaching and learning experience for me starting at the age of 16, 15, when I started going there with another friend who drove me over there to understand the complexity of the male role model in society and to understand the complexity of how it was so important to have people out there that were going to support you and be with you and help you and spot you on a bench press, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It was camaraderie. So much of that's gone now. We don't have that anymore. And, and it's sad to me. Uh, years ago, Christine Hoff Summers addressed the destruction of males and the role of the family in society, but nothing came of her warning. No lesson was learned. Today, behavioral patterns and problems of boys, declining academic performance and depression and suicides arising from the loss of the role is falsely explained as girls having better self-control. As boys, slower development attributed to alleged hormonal and neurological causes. No one notices these blamed causes or the new conditions. Neither the cause or conditions were present when boys were in leadership roles. And I'm going to stop one thing here, Paul. He's missing this. The biggest reason this has happened with the boys as far as this is behavioral problems and these issues that are so bad in the neurological conditions are because of the 76 vaccines these boys are given. Because one out of 32 of these boys have autism. In some classrooms, 70, 80 percent of the kids are on Ritalin and Adderall. More kids on Ritalin and Adderall than aren't on Ritalin and Adderall because of the damage being done from a neurological standpoint with mercury and with aluminum and adjuvants being put into these vaccines, especially the MMR shot. I told you guys I wrote a book on this years ago. And so this is so important to understand this. The reason we're having so many behavioral issues is that these children's brains have not developed properly, and they're damaged from heavy metal toxicity in many cases. We've got to understand that. And that just adds to everything else that he's saying. It really, really is. He goes, the, fall, the facts are bald-faced. Normal, young, white, heterosexual males grow up in a non-merit-based society. True. Everybody gets a trophy. They witness preferences for females, preferences for blacks and minorities, and preferences for sexual perverts. What do the normal white men get out of it? The theft of their leadership role and the blame for holding back others. Recently, I, this is Paul continuing, I heard of the passing generation comparing women of their time with those of the day. 
the adoption of young women in the stripper's G-string on beach attire, the female's use of four-letter words and so on, which is still amazing to me. They still do that. They all agree that the emotional support a wife gave a husband is a thing of the past. They wonder what this means for the marriages of the younger generations. Divorce, which once implied failure, now has no negative connotation. Are marriages becoming commitment-free? Has marriage become a temporary sexual and economic contract that once a better one is found becomes void? Wow. Then he goes on to say, and I love this, in my days, boys were forbidden to bully girls. Today, men are bullied by the women. The role of men today is to get out of the way and preferred sexual racial minorities. This is not a picture of a society that is succeeding. He's right. And then the one thing he doesn't talk about in here, and he needs to, and he needs to address it, is the lack of Christian-based principles for these young men. The Bible says that homosexuality is wrong. The Bible says that we need to do all the, you know, things through Christ who strengthens us. The Bible puts men into a leadership role. It's not a misogynistic role. It's a role to protect the women, to provide for the women, to be the best husband they can possibly be all the days of their life, to allow the women to do what the women do and to raise the children, to nurture the children, to nurture the babies and feed the babies. A guy can't feed babies. He doesn't. I mean, I guess he could if he got enough hormones dumped into him and he started developing breast tissue. But that's, it's just perversion again. Women were here to take care of the kids. Obviously, they have mammary glands, all right? They have breasts. They can feed the children. They don't need to give them anything, but breast milk is part of the role of society that we have, that we've lost. And it's sad because this transgender group, again, being brought to us by the Kabbalist, Luciferian, Synagogue of Satan, you know, sorcerers through Karnakia and all the rest, have been here for a long, long, long time, and they're not going away. That's what we have to stand our ground against them and realize that we can do all things through Christ. And we're going to put on the full armor of God, and we're going to continue to proclaim from the rooftops that this inversion of society, this transgression against God is not okay. Guys, listen to me. It's important. Ladies, listen to me. That we restore the United States, that we restore the republic to the best of our ability. That's all we can do. Slow this thing down. we got to do that. we got to keep praying. I had the opportunity, the privilege to pray for you on this Good Friday, and I love you guys. I really, 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 really appreciate you. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Just you're spot on with that because there's a reason why they've promoted this now in every single mainstream media outlet. Every single day, you constantly hear stuff about the transgender agenda and everything. They're constantly pushing. It's like what they did with the whole Bud Light thing with that that weirdo TikTok kid. And Bud Light knew that their base is primarily, you know, blue collar. Sponsors NASCAR, Bud Light sponsors NFL. I don't know why I've had Bud Light in college. It's a horrible beer. It tastes like water, but whatever. People think it's good. It's full of glyphosate, by the way. You can do your own research on that. I don't recommend drinking alcohol in general, but Bud Light's definitely not one that I would ever drink even before this happened. <laughs> if you are going to drink a beer, try to support a local brewery, especially a lot of the ones that produce organic beers with organic hops and stuff like that, which you can get from local breweries. But again, I'm not recommending you drink alcohol, but definitely don't be supporting a company like you've seen with Bud Light now because they did this for a reason. They knew they were going to get an immense amount of backlash. But what has it gotten them now? It's gotten them immense amount of publicity on every single mainstream media outlet. They're talking about it. And now you're going to have the entire tranny movement now going to adopt Bud Light as their primary beer. They're going to start drinking it. Well, it's full of glyphosate. It's full of toxins. Just continues to make people sicker. 
So you decide what you're going to support, what you're going to go along with. Nike did the same thing, apparently, some sports brawl the other day. Now, I've, I've never supported Nike in the last probably 10, 12 years after a lot of stuff that they have been very, uh, very boldened about. So I don't know why anybody would still be supporting Nike in the conservative movement. But I've said this so many times and time again. I don't know why it takes so long for so many American patriots to get this concept. Don't support stuff you don't agree with. I don't drink Starbucks, never really have. I tried to summon college, never been a huge coffee drinker, but never really understood this infatuation with Christians and Starbucks. It's unbelievably overpriced, artificial flavor laden coffee with enormous amounts of cream and sugar and stuff in it. It, It's not like it's actually good coffee. If you drink straight black coffee and you like real true raw coffee, Starbucks is not it. And I've never understood why you go to these churches and they have a Starbucks center right into them. And the background and the basis behind Starbucks and the symbolism and what they stand for. You guys, I did a whole show on that before, a partial show on it. Not to mention, they're blatantly anti-Second Amendment. The CEO came out years ago and said, if you support the Second Amendment, if you want to carry guns, we don't want your business. Go somewhere else. I don't know how much more candid he could have actually been. I will give him credit for that. I mean, he's standing up for his beliefs, and I mean, quite frankly, the fact that American patriot conservatives still visit Starbucks boggles my mind. Not to mention they've said, and they blatantly are they're candid about the fact that they match dollar for dollar what any of their employees donate to Planned Parenthood. You got an employee that donates $5,000 a year to Planned Parenthood, Starbucks matches it. So again, why do you want to support these companies? Why do you want to keep giving them money that you know what their agenda is? Work with local companies. Work with businesses that support the patriot movement. They continue to get the truth out there. They're continuing to try to produce the best products that they can. That's why I really appreciate all of our customers and our listeners and people that send us emails. And they buy even if it's just our toothpaste or ultimate multiple. I mean the ultimate multiple formula is a basis that everybody should be on even if you're not a big supplement taker. It's a really good base, and it gets incredibly good results, especially the powder formula. I just had that right before the show. Every single morning after my breakfast, I'll have two scoops of the ultimate multiple powder with the magnesium brain food in it. That's the staple, and that's usually all I take of it every day. I'll take two scoops of that and one scoop of brain food, and it gives me fantastic results from it on a every single day basis. I told you my workout partner, he was having some issues he was going through after a breakup, and I told him, I said, we got to get you on a stack. I got him on the 5-HTP, I got him on the B-Complex, got him on the Omega-3, and I got him on Ultra Multiple Powder to take these every single morning. Every single morning, boom, hit him. And he's like, man, I feel great. And I'm like, yeah. I said, because you're getting the raw nutrients your body needs now, and you're feeding your cells. I mean, if you are on a budget, you can make the Ultra Multiple Powder last quite a while. Even with like a spouse, two people can run the Ultra Multiple Powder for at least a month. And yet… There's still so many people out there that go, oh, I don't, I don't want to spend any money on supplements. I'm not going, I'm not worried about that. Yet they're the same people you'll go see out at a restaurant on the weekend and they'll go blow two or three hundred dollars on a dinner and complain about they don't have any money. And I'm not picking on anybody. I've just seen it before. And one thing I learned a long time ago is people prioritize what they're serious about, what they're serious about, and what they prioritize. They will find time to make money for. If they want to continue to keep supporting Bud Light and other companies that are extremely pro-tranny and pro-everything against Christianity, clearly, they'll continue to do it. Or they could take a step back and say, oh, no, I'm not going to prioritize this anymore. I'm going to prioritize my health better. I'm going to prioritize companies that are local. I'm going to support companies that are patriotic and Christian Americans that support a republic. It's all about what you decide your conviction is, and that's one thing we have lost a huge percentage of the United States is their conviction. They're, they just toss to and fro. 
they'll just flow with the wind. Ah, oh, this this current now, this is trending now. And social media has been one of the biggest culprits to it because social media constantly keeps brain and training people what they're supposed to focus on, what they're supposed to watch, what they're supposed to think. The algorithms and the social media platforms are unmatched on what people really understand they can do. What they actually monitor and they build a full database on you and can literally have direct advertisements specifically to what you want. And you don't even know it based on what you look at, what you like, when, quite frankly, what you say and what you take photos of. This is why I told you repeatedly, keep your camera covered up on your phone. On top of that, keep your permissions turned off on these apps. Are they still going to go in and listen to stuff? Yeah, they probably still are. But at least you're not actively giving permission, and if you keep your cameras covered up, you're not giving, you know you're not giving them access to your cameras. This stuff is way bigger than a lot of people understand, and this is what they constantly do with these platforms is they put stuff out there. They see what kind of response they're going to get. They see the negative comments. They see the negative posts. They see the negative things that are going to get, and they see the positives. They do a cost-benefit analysis. Okay, this worked. We have 40% of the population that looked at this, didn't like it. 60% said yes. Great idea. Let's do. Let's push it a little further. Let's take another step. Let's go a little harder. And this is what they've continually done now. And this is why so many parents are getting, I mean, up in arms about what has been happening in the school systems. And they should. They should be getting directly involved in it on a regular basis. And if they're not, they need to be getting involved with their kids in another school because they are going after the children 100%. The Biden administration's education department now is moving to block schools. They receive federal funding from categorically banning biological males from girls' sports. In the proposed rule, the Department of Education said it would establish policies violating Title IX when they categorically ban transgender students from participating on sports teams consistent with their gender identity just because of who they are. So what they're saying is they want to start cutting all funding from any schools that do not allow grown adult – or not, I should say, teenage boys from playing on girls' sports. Now, if you've noticed – and there's something that I've noticed the other day. If you've noticed, it's a much, much higher percentage in the mainstream media push and in the tranny push of males trying to be females. If you've noticed that, there's a much harder push. You don't see a whole lot of females trying to be males that are being heavily pushed on mainstream media marketing. They're not. It's almost all. When you see the drag shows, what are they? They're grown men. When you see a lot of these advertisements they're doing now, they're men that are pretending to be women. This is all about emasculating men is exactly what dad talked about earlier. It's about removing that aspect of men being able to protect our country, protect our family, protect our freedoms. And they completely or totally are removing that concept. And dad's 100% right. Our military is grossly inadequate right now. I mean, you got a massive amount of them that are obese. You got another portion of them that can't figure out who they are, what bathroom to use. You got another portion of them that are basically having enormous health problems from the shot, as sad as that was. And then you got another small portion that are still hardcore patriotic and they're pushing harder, but the, the, that percentage is getting smaller and smaller because a lot of them stepped out. There was a huge, huge falling out from the military and the real hardcore operators that decided we're done. We're retiring now. We're stepping out. We're fighting back. We're getting court-martialed. We're getting let go because we're not getting the shot. Huge amount of them. And so now you have this military that's getting softer and softer and softer, and then what do we do right now? 
we start throwing over $100 billion in our armament and cash out of our military and DOD to go to fund a skirmish on a border of another country that we're not even involved in, that we're not even technically allies with. So why? Well, I said earlier, and I told you before with the guys that I know that have been involved with some of the prior military and contracting, these weapons are not all staying in Ukraine at all. They even did a report on the news a couple months ago. They said Ukraine can only account for 30% of the weapon systems that they're getting over there. 30%. 30%. I mean, think you may have said, oh, we got a full analysis. We've audited. We got about 95 96% completely under wraps of what we got. I'd be like, yeah, okay, let's see that list. See what you got. No, they're blatantly admitting we only know 30% of where our weapons have gone. We don't know. Where'd the other 70% go? That's You're looking at what, $70, $80 billion in weapons? Don't know where they went. I don't know. I mean, you know, all those, those 60,000 M2HB 50 cal machine guns, where, where'd those all go? Well, I don't know. We got uh, we got about five, 6,000 of them, 7,000 of them, I think. I don't, I don't know where the other 40,000, 50,000 went. They just kind of disappeared. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll, ha- we'll have to look into that. We'll, we'll let you know. And we'll, get, we'll get back to you or his, uh, the old press secretary. We'll, we'll circle back on that one. You know, just, just let us get back to you on that. And this is what they're doing, and I think that's exactly right. And I've had other people that have said the same thing. What they're doing is they're massively spreading out all this firepower among the entire world. Because remember, what the United Nations platform is designed to do is they said they want to have all the nations fully disarmed. Well, there's no way you're going to be able to do that when you continue to fund all these countries. So what can you do? You continue to cause more problems, more fighting, more direct action, more issues. So you can continue to push the, we've got to ban guns in the United States because there's another war in Yemen. That makes zero sense, but that's what they're continually trying to do. Now I saw the other day that the Biden White House is arguing that the Republicans that are pushing to defund the ATF are actually working to help the Mexican drug cartels. I kid you not. NBC noted that the call for defunding federal law enforcement and the ATF and various Republican House members are set on stopping the ATF rules, i.e. the pistol brace, illegal, unconstitutional rule, not a law, a rule that ATF tried to put into place by defunding the measures, are thereby forcing the ATF to abandon them and are supporting gun violence in the Mexican drug cartel. The Biden White House responded to these efforts by claiming Republicans are not only standing in the way in the fight against violent crime, but they're also aiding and abetting the illicit drugs in this country. White House spokesperson Andrew Bates made a statement saying the Republican extremism in Congress is a growing threat to the fight against violent crime and fentanyl trafficking. President Biden is working hard to prevent the flow of firearms into the hands of the drug cartel as part of a comprehensive strategy to block the flow of fentanyl in the United States. But hardcore MAGA members in Congress are doing everything they can to thwart these efforts by reducing funding to the ATF. Let me tell you something. This is a 100 percent bold-faced lie. We already know through documented court evidence that the ATF actively ran at minimum 2,500 machine guns and 50 caliber weapons to the Mexican drug cartel between 2006 and 2011 under Eric Holder, under Obama, through Operation Fast and Furious. Direct evidence admitted that they did that. Yet now we're saying that we're trying to prevent ATF from going in and turning you know, 4 to 10 million Americans into felons overnight because ATF changed their mind about a little plastic piece that goes on a pistol buffer. They've now decided that it now makes it a short-barreled rifle. 
No, this again is a push in order to continue to feed the narrative that anybody that defies the mainstream and defies the administration is essentially an extremist that wants to promote gun trafficking and drug trafficking. Dad said it so eloquently. The CIA, as we know from a lot of operators and contractors we've talked to, the CIA is directly involved in drug trafficking all across the world, not just through Mexico and the United States, across the world. There is nothing that the ATF does that is positive for this country under any circumstances. They claim they're constantly trying to prevent gun trafficking and gun violence, yet they're literally completely and woefully inadequate in their actual establishment in Chicago. When you hear about 30, 40, 50, 60 people shot almost every single weekend with gun violence, yet suddenly you never hear about any ATF agents up there doing uh, anything. Why? Because that's not their priority. That's not their goal, and that's not their agenda. Their agenda is to make felons out of law-abiding citizens. That is the primary objective of that agency. This is why you have some Republicans that are actively calling for them to be funded, especially when they put out erroneous, illegal, unconstitutional rules that they want to turn around and try to establish and say, oh, if you get caught with this plastic brace on your AR, you're now going to be charged with a felony charge because, well, we said it. Even though we said it's been legal for the last 10 years, we changed our mind overnight. And so, uh, yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. Guys, that's not a republic. <laughs> that's a tyrannical regime behavior. There is no constitutional republic that acts or behaves like that. It suddenly has a out-of-control rogue agency that changes their mind on a whim and suddenly does different things without congressional approval. That doesn't work like that in a constitutional republic. So yes, this is what they do on a regular basis, though, with the mainstream media and the Biden administration, is lie to the population, boldface lie to you, say if you don't support our cause, you're essentially a drug trafficker sympathizer, you're aiding and abetting the trafficking of weapons, while at the same time, they are the ones actively doing it. This is psychological warfare at its clearest and finest example, and that is why it is so important everybody is educated on these topics and has the ammunition to back them up if you get in an argument or – Simply want to inform and encourage other people to do the same research and be educated and stand up for what you truly believe. Because as Fauci said earlier, there's going to be another pandemic again. Well, it's going to be up to the United States American population that's actually awake to decide whether or not they're going to go along with this complete and total theater show that we watched for over three years here in the United States with people having their houses locked up and said they're not allowed to leave, with telling them they can't have family over for Christmas, with telling people they can't go to a restaurant without their vaccine ID, with telling people you can't paddleboard by yourself out in the ocean because of lockdowns. That, again, was behavior of a tyrannical regime, and it's up to the American population if we're going to make the same mistake over and over and over again because, well, quite frankly, that's the definition of insanity, and I'd like to think the American population – hasn't gone fully insane yet. There's still a lot of us out there that are trying to keep up with the truth and encourage one another the best we possibly can. What do you think, Dan? You know, uh, everybody wants to forget that Donald Trump did all that, <laughs> Austin. Uh, yeah, they, they, yeah. they want to forget that Donald Trump was the one who had the paddle border locked up. Now, I, know, I realize he wasn't personally involved in it, but I mean, he was the one who locked down the country. He was the one who put all that draconian mess in. And then finally, DeSantis, after you know, a month or so or two months of that, I said, hey, we're not doing this anymore. It's ridiculous. We're destroying the economy in the state of Florida. And uh, you know, we had literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of small businesses in the water because of this. You know, Donald, Donald Trump carpet bombed the entire United States from an economic standpoint. 
And then they started pumping trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars under Trump, too, remember, and under Biden into the economy back again to basically feed the military industrial complex and basically pour money back into the bankers' hands. And now the bankers are starting these repo things again to tune them trillions of dollars trying to stop the meltdown of the market again. I mean, all of this stuff has never been fixed. And people just want to give, you know, Donald Trump a hall pass. Oh, he didn't do that. Donald Trump initiated Operation Warp Speed. Donald Trump signed the executive orders to put an experimental vaccine into the arms of the people in this country and promote it and still promotes it. I mean, it's mind-boggling to me that people can't see this. It's, it's just the, the silence is deafening, if you want to use that as a metaphor, that nobody's saying anything and they're still supporting this clown. I mean, he's just another actor on a stage is all he is. He was put there for this. He was the chaos president, and that's who he is. He's creating all of this chaos, and now he's you know being arrested for the for his porn star debacle. Uh, you know, it's, it's just the whole thing is just. I sit back on it the other day. I got really emotional on Wednesday about all of this stuff, and I, I thought, you know, it's just insanity that this stuff is happening, and how you know the people are acting all over the world, all over the country, and how they don't see the truth. But when you dumb them down with tricyclic antidepressants, when you dumb them down with serotonin reuptake inhibitors, when you dumb them down with lithium. And you dumb them down with all the statin drugs. You dumb them down with vaccines and aluminum and adjuvants and, and mercury. And you drop their IQ scores and you give them fluoride to make them servile and infertile. What do you think was going to happen? You know, we've done all of this stuff through pharmacia, through the synagogue of Satan, through basically the, the wizards and the sorcerers. It's by your sorceries you, you control the nations. By your drugs you control the nations, what the word said, if you paraphrase it. And it's what they've done. You know, that's how they, they did learn that with the opiate wars in China. And now they've got, you know, all this, the whole country now is so many people are hooked on oxycontin and hooked on heroin and hooked on fentanyl here in the United States. And probably so many overdoses because a, a population that's hooked on drugs, they don't care what Biden's doing. They don't care what Trump's doing. They, they care about their next fix. That's all they care about. And, and that's where we are. We, we've got a, a whole country of drug addicts with all, with all these. I mean, we got. 30, 40 million people taking, you know, antidepressant drugs. I mean, it's insane. If that's what they're telling us the numbers are, I mean, it's, it's great, horrible. And then we've got researchers out there right now that are actually coming in now and planning on creating a version of monkeypox. It's a thousand times more lethal. And some people want to know why these guys want to do this. <laughs> the House Energy and Commerce Committee Chair, Kathy Rogers, Subcommittee on Health Care, Brett Guthrie, doing investigations as far as why the National Institutes of Health are regarding the details about a supercharged monkeypox experiment planned for an NIH researchers. I mean, all of this stuff, the project in question involves transferring genes from the Congo Basin monkeypox virus, okay, which is a thousand times more lethal, into other types of viruses to try to create a stronger virus. I mean, what in the world could go wrong here? I mean, what can go wrong here? I mean, what can be go- – oh, gosh, Lord. You know, I mean, again, it's about depopulation. That's all this is, is depopulation, 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 depopulation. And the pay- and, it's, and it's about, like Austin said, there's going to be another pandemic. You know, they're going to have to have more vaccines, more vaccines, and they're going to use these pandemics. They're going to release this stuff now because the immune systems are so compromised because of this doggone mRNA shot and the downregulation of the immune system. They're going to have a much higher death rate associated with it, and they don't have to blame it on the shot that way. They can blame it on another pandemic as far as the death rates. There's a reason the Deagle forecast of the population of the United States would be 100 million people by 2025. That's a big government, you know, forecast company agency working with the CIA. Is that their stated goal? It was down to 60 million. They redid it back up to 100 million. 
I mean, it's it's crazy that we have this type of stuff going on in the United States, and everybody just keeps their eyes closed to it. And remember, this lesser or white magic that they use. I guess that's part of the rules that were given to the, you know, to the fallen angels and all the other things and, the, and what they do. They've got to tell you what they're going to do, and you have to agree to it, or you can't stand against it before they do it. Otherwise, their blood is on your blood is on their shoulders in the next dimension. So as long as they tell us what they're going to do, and we don't fight it. It's okay. Like we're gonna have, you know, the Zionists go into Israel and rebuild a third temple, and that third temple is gonna bring out the Antichrist. And everybody goes, "Oh, that's great. That's great. We're gonna sit up in the heavenly grandstands after we get raptured and and basically watch this hell break loose on the planet, and three quarters of the population of the world gets to be killed. And we're gonna sit up there and just applaud as we watch it and think, oh wow, glad I'm not there. This is horrible for them, but oh well, I'm glad I'm here." That's the rapture. That's the rapture theology, guys. Let's promote the coming of the Antichrist so we can be raptured. It's it's insane what they've taught Christians to believe. I mean, it really is. And you sit back and you, you just kind of just shake your head and go, uh, "This isn't okay on any level." But it is what it is. Uh, one more thing here, I want to cover this too. Uh, the FDA is warning pharmacies and warehouses with basically different stroke drugs to stop using distributing the quarantine product immediately. Uh, they're finding out some of these stroke drugs are now. Contaminated supposedly with nitrosamines. Well, nitrosamines are one of the reactive substances that are found in the intestinal tract when you eat sodium nitrite, which massively increases the risk of cancer. So be very, very careful if you've got any recalls on any of these quote unquote stroke medications that you make sure that your product is not particularly, you know, being involved in that particular type of recall. Really, 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 really important. You know, I've, I've mentioned this to you, and I want to just give you a little bit more detail on it. Transgender Colorado woman, 19, is arrested over a plot to shoot up three schools and churches by cops who found detailed plans on a communist manifesto four days after the National Massacre. Believable. I'm, 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 I'm not going to read it. I'll post it on the website. Guys, you have a blessed, blessed Holy Friday, Good Friday. You have a blessed Easter. Stay and spend some time with your families. Love your loved ones. Hug your loved ones and tell them how much you appreciate them, what they mean to you. It's really, really important. I love you guys. I had the opportunity to pray with you. I pray with you today, for you today, with with uh, Pastor Van Green, who's my workout partner. So you guys are, are amazing. And continue to pray for Lindy because she's going to be going into surgery today at three o'clock in the afternoon. Really, really important. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Also, finish it up, and I will talk to you guys on Monday. Uh, absolutely, and I mean, I always encourage everyone to spend as much time as family as you can. You know, it goes by fast, and you never know when somebody's going to be gone. And you always look back and nobody ever says, well, you know what? I really wish I would have spent more time at the office. I really wish I would have spent more time working. You know, I just didn't, I didn't spend enough time working. I spent way too much time with my family. Never heard somebody say that one single time. Also, too, another news. Dad's talked about this earlier. I wanted to touch one more base on it in the vehicle market. Um, with Tesla cutting prices again to try to boost demand, it looks like they're dropping another $5,000 off, which is killing, by the way, their used market. I told you guys there was a couple dealers I've talked to now. Where people have tried to come in and trade their Teslas in on regular vehicles like a, you know, an F two fifty, or go and trade them in on like a, you know, a Honda Accord, and uh, dealerships are not putting anything, anything in Teslas right now at all. I mean, one of the deals it was like a fifty thousand dollar Tesla, it was a twenty twenty two, was like a year old, barely a year old. It was like fifty grand new. They offered the guy eighteen grand for it. We can't. We do not know what this market is going to do. It's dropping so fast because they keep dropping the price of it. It's completely killing their used market. So yeah, be really cautious getting in that. I've told you before, and you already know my stance on EV. What they're continually trying to do is they're using 
I, I told you they're going to do this. They're using the $7,500 EV tax credit, which is the max tax credit you can get under the Inflation Reduction Act. Then they're using the discounts that they're using because, remember, Tesla has massive funding from the U.S. government. It gets huge grants, multi-hundred million dollar grants over its lifetime that's gotten to continue to keep the funding of it. If it didn't get it, Tesla would have never have done anything. It would have completely landed on its face, but they're pushing the agenda with it. So what they're doing is they're trying to get people to buy new ones at this discounted price and this rebate in order to get them into the market so they get locked into this EV world and get more accustomed and used to it so they can keep pushing the agenda. Don't fall prey to it. Continue to maintain support companies that are trying to at least stand up for things that maintain freedom. <laughs> and on top of that, you got Ford with their infinite stupidity that they've been doing now. They lost, what, $3.5 billion last year in their EV sector. So what do they say now? They say uh, co- co- Ford Market Co. plans dramatic reductions in complexity of its product lineup starting in 2024 model, meaning what they're going to start doing is they're going to start reducing options that are on a lot of their high-end vehicles, while at the same time, they're going to keep increasing the MSRP price of them. They said all, all except the Bronco. They're going to actually have 30% a greater increase in stuff with different variations of the Bronco because it's been so popular as it's come back. But this is what's happened with Ford now. Ford is using their popular products like their F-Series trucks and their Bronco to actually subsidize their EV section, which has been a complete and total failure and is hemorrhaging cash. This is because there's not a demand for people that want these EV vehicles that you can only tow 80, 90, 100 miles with without having to recharge them again. It doesn't work. The infrastructure is not there yet. So again, do what you want, not giving you any type of financial advice, but I am encouraging you, make sure if you're in the vehicle market, you make a wise decision with whatever you're getting involved in because a lot of stuff is changing very quickly, especially if you get involved in that world. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the Nato Companies on sale this weekend. You guys have a blessed good Friday. Enjoy yourselves today. Have an incredibly good Easter. Spend some time with family. Enjoy yourselves. Take time to get some fresh air and get some sunshine and just relax my friends and remember what this weekend is all about with easter sunday and good friday have a blessed safe awesome evening we'll talk to you again on this show monday as always Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.